reader every day at mistressmatisse.blogspot.com. You've probably downloaded this podcast at work. Be warned, this podcast contains frank discussions of sexuality, SM, and perhaps even a lawn gnome joke or two. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time again for the Mistress's Podcast. I give you the one, the only, the Mistress. Hi, this is Mistress Matisse, and uh, this is my podcast. And Monk is saying that we should get a better name for this. Um, so we, we should. I'm voting for lawngnomelove.com or men who love lawn gnomes and the women who love them. I think you'll want to define what you mean by them. I don't love lawn gnomes. I do love you, but I don't love lawn gnomes. How could you not love a lawn gnome? You know, maybe in kind of a, you know, spiritual way I can love a lawn gnome, but definitely not in any kind of erotic way. No. So what you're telling me is that you love the lawn gnome, but you're not in love with the lawn yeah, gnome. Yeah, and that's always a kiss of death, isn't it? Isn't it? But we were just saying that, you know, lawn gnomes are, are like watching Fred Durst have sex. Oh, yeah. It, it, well, <laughs> I, I, those are two things. I, you know, maybe Fred Durst having sex with a lawn gnome? I don't know. Would He's... that win you over to the lawn gnomes if, if Fred Durst released yet another video of himself having sex, but this time he was doing with a lawn gnome? I would have to watch that. I have you would? To, yeah, I would. So, Fred Durst, if you're listening to this, you and a lawn gnome and some hot love. I'd watch it. Hot Lawn Gnome Love Action. Dot com. Dot com. Dot gov. <laughs> dot org. This is deeply wrong. You know this. What's deeply wrong about some fine, fine porcelain loving? Do you ever see female? Are there any female lawn gnomes? That's an excellent question. I have never seen a female gnome. I have actually in my collection of pornographic lawn gnomes. I have a oddly androgynous one, but no. I've never seen a female lawn gnome. When I think about naked lawn gnomes, I think about those little um, dolls from the 70s with the green hair and kind of stuck straight up, the little naked mm-hmm. feet. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I kind of imagine a naked lawn gnome looks like. Am, am, I, am I right? Pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. Kind of yeah. hot. It's frightening that I can imagine almost anyone naked. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm good at that. I could walk down the street and look at the people going, yeah, okay, you'd be kind of like, you'd kind of have that kind of shaped ass. And oh. yeah, yeah, I, I do that. I amuse myself, you know. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to us free-forming, talking about people naked and naked lawn gnomes. I'm sure we have a really focused topic to talk about, but, you know, what the hell, it's just riff. Um, no, 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 we do. We, we have a topic. We have a very hard topic. Um, but Hard? Um, okay. That was a really bad segue. But, uh, so, a dear friend, Hannah, from Texas, who is uh, a lovely woman known to both Monk and myself um, in, in real life, as I say, mm-hmm. um, called in, in her gracious self uh, way, with a question that doesn't sound dorky, even though she thinks it does. So, get over it, Hannah. You sound fine. If I don't sound dorky, you don't sound dorky. I'm the only one who can sound dorky in this podcast. So so Hannah's asking about uh, urethral sounds. And now, when I was in Folsom, when I was in San Francisco at Folsom Street Fair recently, um, I had occasion to demonstrate uh, some urethral sounds uh, with Traveler uh, for uh, uh, Hannah's watching pleasure, viewing pleasure. And she seemed to uh, be quite taken with the idea. Perhaps we should pause for a moment. Yeah. So A, we can hear the question. Mm-hmm. And B, once we hear the question, we should uh, maybe explain to the viewers at home what exactly a urethral sound is. Well, that was, yeah, that was my next point. So let's listen to the question first, and then I'll explain what the hell she's asking about. Hi, Matisse. This is Hannah, and I'm calling with a question about playing with sounds. I got a set of sounds from my partners as a birthday gift this year, and since we have an anniversary coming up in December, my anniversary present is going to be getting to use them on my male partner. So the question I have for you is this, without access to an autoclave, which I do not have, what is the best way to prep them for use? 
I've found a couple of websites, uh, one that advocates putting them in a pressure cooker as a sort of home autoclave, and another that said boiling water followed by a good swipe with an alcohol wipe would do the trick. I know you've been playing with sounds for a while, so if you have a personal opinion or a personal regimen that you like to use, I'd love to hear it. And even though right now my partner is the only person I'm using these on, I imagine that's probably going to change in the future. And of course there's always concerns about cross-contamination and bacteria and all that fun stuff whenever you use toys like these on more than one person. So my follow-up question would be, is there a procedure or a protocol to follow if you're going to be using sounds on more than one person, or is it pretty much an imperative that they just be for single-person use? Thanks for your help. Bye. Okay, so now that you've heard Hannah's question, a urethral sound is um, a metal rod that began its life as a medical, a real, a real, live, a real actual medical instrument that I don't think they really use for that purpose anymore. But it's a metal rod that is designed to go in, now brace yourselves, designed to go into a man's penis. In that little hole, yeah, there's a, there's a metal rod that you can stick in there, really. And it's fine. It's going to be fine. Just breathe. <laughs> now, for those of you who are fans of the HBO show Deadwood, you are very familiar with exactly with what the urethral sound does. Is that is this a feature on Deadwood? Yeah. It was a feature in the season finale, I believe, of season one. Well, the, so this is this is a, a period like a Western mm -hmm. show. Yeah. I'm guessing one of the characters had an STD of some kind. Uh, one of the characters had uh, kidney stones, oh. and they used the sounds to go through to see if they could hear the sounds clicking hear the stones clicking against the sound to figure out where exactly the kidney stone was. Wow, that sounds unpleasant. It was really graphic. Well, I know that in, in ancient days gone by, one of the other uses for them was, unfortunately, if you get an STD, uh, certain kinds of STDs, you will get little breaks in the skin inside your penis, and then they grow together as they heal. And then you can't pee or come. And there's really only one way to kind of like open those back up again, and that's to kind of stick a metal rod in there. This is not a medical technique that they use anymore, understand. So basically, this is sort of like a penis roto-rooter. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really unpleasant, doesn't it? I'm sure they use a laser or something now. But uh, yeah, it's, this, so these, these all began life as, as real medical uh, devices, and they're sort of used very much in the fetish community now. So so my point is I do not go taking a number two pencil and start sticking it up your penis, guys, cause, because, because guys come to me and tell me stories about things they have done to their dicks that really curl my hair. Uh, is it, isn't it amazing what men will do to their penises? Well, yeah, and, and CBT, cock and ball play, um, unlike like, like spanking or, you know, certain, I mean, you can't really flog yourself, you can't, but you can play with your own dick a lot and... and As most of us have, yes, and, yeah. and I think, you know, I really admire the, like, American, like, do-it-yourself kind of thing, but there are certain things you should not do, and one of them is stick things into your penis unless you know what the heck you are doing. So what you're telling me is that they should come see a professional? Well, they should at least, well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think, you know, not everyone's maybe be able to come see me and uh, but yeah you should use a device that is designed to be put into your penis like a sound or catheter you can buy a catheter for cheap at a medical supply store and they won't ask you what you're gonna do with it and it's a soft flexible tube and you're unlikely to really injure yourself with that so that's a good place for you to start if you are new to the whole idea of urethral insertion so if you have graduated, as, as Hannah has done, to actual metal sounds, um, then I'm not going to sort of get into like how exactly you should use sounds because there's a whole like safety thing there. That, but, but what Hannah's asking about is, uh, is sort of preparing them for use and using them between different people, which is a very interesting issue. 
Now, if you are using sounds on one person and one person only, you can pretty much run through a dishwasher and they're going to be fine. Uh, I mean, you know, you're not playing in an operating room here. There are, there are germs and bacteria everywhere. A, a person with a normal healthy immune system is going to be fine, uh, with, except it's just like been sitting out and if it's been cleaned in between times, yeah. Now, using them between different people kind of becomes a different issue. Um, and the ideal circumstance there would be to run them through an autoclave. If you don't have access to one, that's going to create a little bit of a problem. Um, I have not extensively investigated the use of a pressure cooker to simulate an autoclave, but I'm told that it actually does work. So a little bit of Googling could probably be your friend there. Um, Otherwise... So what you're saying is is the sound, there is no condom for the sound. It's an interesting idea, but no, there really isn't. I, I, you know, I'm guessing you could sort of womp one up out of a finger cut or something, but no, you, you no, there really is oh, not. Yeah. It's so just... you're, you're bare steel yeah, going yeah. down the urethra. It's a melody, so yeah. the cleaning, and historically what you'll do is with yours is you autoclave them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of, you know, the gold standard here. All right. And I have enough sound. I have a lot of sounds. I have a lot of sounds. sounds. So I can afford to kind of always have a batch that's being, you know, that's being autoclaved and have plenty more to use. Um, And if you're going to play with a lot of different people, I would recommend that you do that too. So you're not tempted to sort of use one that, oh, well, I'll just kind of like wipe it off with alcohol. And, you know, there's, uh, as with all medical things, there is, you know, you're going to get different answers to everybody you ask. But I think if you, if you really want to be cautious about sterilization and cleaning of any kind of it's just like a professional piercer i mean you're using you know tools into people's bodies so so the hesitation here in my voice is like well okay you're gonna get a lot of different answers here's what i do here's what i recommend you do um if you decide not to do it and everyone kind of agrees that you know no okay i think that, I mean, because it's kind of like safer sex okay uh, i mean like you and i you know we mm-hmm. we don't use condoms between us we you know we do have we sex have certain rules okay so it's kind of like that so i'm kind of rambling on but what do you think um <clears throat> what about sounds or how to clean the sounds <laughs> about sounds okay i've actually had sounds done to me by the lovely woman in stereo left that you're listening to uh while there are forms of cbt i like uh sounds much like electricity really don't do a whole hell of a lot for me it's amazing what i can get you to do when you have a heart on i love that about <laughs> you darling <laughs> hey look at well, this metal rod can i put this in your penis please honey come on you'll like it <laughs> now dear listeners you need to understand she has this way of asking things where she gets this smile and then she kind of claps her hands and stomps her feet and does that laugh. You hear that laugh? And then she kind of sticks her tongue out while she laughs and stomps her feet and you go, and when she does that, I'm powerless. I am putty. I'm like, okay. Parts of you are very unputty like when I do that. But yeah, I'm doing the little happy dance. Yes, I'm uh, doing the little happy, happy dance. little happy status dance. And you know, it's like, all right. And she could ask like, can I just please like run over your penis with a Buick? <laughs> and she does that. And then Ooh. I go, and I go, okay. So, uh, so Hannah, uh, I know the individual who this is probably going to be used on, uh, darling, um, good luck to you. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, as for the cleaning, I have to agree with you. Your mileage is going to vary. Uh, and it has to be an agreement much like safer sex. Right. Uh, the autoclave is of course the gold standard and, you know, yeah, we should all be wearing you know, full body condoms and using dental dams, and and, and we don't really do that. We don't do that. So yeah. there has to be some kind of happy medium. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
So do you want to tell us, like, so when I was, you know, when I was doing this to you last weekend or whenever it was, because it's mm-hmm. only been very recently. We've been, you've been dating for almost four years now. Almost it took four years. me that long to get you. Oh, well, we should back up here, okay? The reason it's <laughs> taking me so long to do this is because early in our relationship, you tried to put, uh, you, uh, we, we, we switch. And so we, early in our relationship, we kind of like take turns. Okay, I'll be the bottom this week. Okay, you'll be the top this week. Mm-hmm. And early on... You hooked, you did electricity. Uh-huh. Where you got your nice big Eros Tech box with mm-hmm. all the lights and whistles, and mm-hmm. you put, you know, the little electrical thing on the boys, a little electrical thing on the Franks, a little electrical thing on the beans, and you just started hitting the buttons. And like, what do you think about this? And this thing is lighting up and making all these little buttons. And I sat there and went, bees. There are bees in my penis. Yeah, you didn't dig electricity they so much. They didn't do a damn yeah. thing for me. So, yeah, but then you go, I have these metal things that I put in your urethra. <laughs> you know, <sighs> it took me a while. It did. Well, yeah, granted, at the same time, I'm the same guy with the big steel hooks, the balls on them. say, hey, sweetie, I've got this metal thing I want to put in your butt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's talk about that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> let's just talk about that. Let's talk about relative size to relative size. Those hooks are big, okay? And that's a little one-inch ball. Big. It's a little ball. That's never the one you brandish at me, though. The one you show me, the one you wave around is the great big one with the golf ball on the end. <laughs> and that's not going in my ass, okay? Yeah, you can laugh. You can laugh. I have made a sterner stuff than you, and you're not putting that in my ass. Switching relationship. Well, you know, that's the thing about this is I we can always threaten each other. There's, <laughs> there's an arms race here. That kind of I should point out that uh, the Dear Mistress's collection of sounds mm-hmm. start very, very small. Very small. And so, like, the ones you tried to me were very small, no bigger than, uh, God, I'm trying to, like, like smaller than a chopstick. Yeah, I mean, like, a, a thick sewing needle, thick not sewing sharp. Needle. But yeah, yeah. Um, interesting sensation, and they range up to... Uh, yeah, it's like the size of your pinky, and I got a big old set of hands. Yeah, I have those. It, it, it's like, why? And, and of course, you know, you're laying out these tools that people. <laughs> you... I, I, I don't get to use the big fat ones so often. I do have uh, travelers actually kind of accomplished in this regard. And Better man than I. Brings me things. And I think, as you put it, you could club seals with this thing. <laughs> this is an offensive weapon. And Dan doesn't just wall them up. It's so, yeah, you're, you're not going to. you like s- to put it, darling? This is why we're Polly. This is why we're Polly. Those big ass ball hooks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's That would be somebody else's department, not mm-hmm. mine. So, so, yeah, you don't use those so often, and you're definitely going to want to start at the small end of the oh, scale. Yeah. We have been rambling on about putting things in people's penises. and. Uh, okay, so we should stop talking now. Uh, we probably should. So this has been the Mistress's Podcast. Oh, we are still going to come up with a name. I'm lobbying heavily for lawn gnomes. But... <laughs> and I've been joined by the ever-fabulous Twisted Monk. Thank you. Thank you. Now, thank you for listening, and see you next time. Bye now. Bye. This has been the Mistress's Podcast. If you like what you've heard, check her out at mistressmatisse.com or read her daily blog at mistressmatisse.blogspot.com.